When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Buckeye fans, Andy Logan of Logan Sports. Back in 1975, my father, Dick Logan, who played football for Ohio State and the Green Bay Packers, decided to open up Logan Sports and was dedicated to providing Stark County with great products at great prices. He always emphasized customer service, making customers feel extra special, and those values are still in place today. Logan's is a great place for Nike and Under Armour shoes and apparel. We are the place for Ohio State gear and your high school spirit wear, custom lettering, and corporate apparel headquarters. Logan Sports. OH! This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Did you say the Buckeyes escaped with the 21-7 win the other day? I would say that. That's a fair way of assessing it uh, as far as okay. how they played as well as the conditions. Well, then my next question has got to be this. As a former running back, you think Jeff Logan's pissed off at that offense? Well, let's find out. Okay. Let's go right now to the hotline and bring in the former Buckeye running back joining us once again oh. to talk Ohio State football. But it was windy, Jeff. It was windy outside. Hey, Jeff Logan, what happened to hey, adjust to the elements? Hey, guys, it, it, how are you? It's, it's, you know, it's really hard, you know, as an observer, not there physically feeling what was going on with those conditions to understand how really difficult it was. And uh, when Ryan Day was talking about the uh, concern over the uh, snap coming back in the shotgun, not knowing where the football was going to go, it gave me some idea of their ability not to be able to pass the football during the game. So it wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I'll take our win when everybody else was losing their positions in the, uh, in the rankings. Jeff, here's my concern. I understand the elements were a, a major factor in the game. I do. I, I get that. And when I hear Ryan Day say what he said after the game, and, and I applaud him for say, telling uh, uh, CJ, get under center, right? Smart move. That's a smart coaching adjustment right there. But it's two weeks in a row where they really struggled running the football, as they did at Penn State as well. How concerned are you about the offensive line and the inability to consistently run the football? Because they needed C.J. Stroud, who never runs, to open up the running game with some runs. Yeah, you know, you make good points. And uh, the one thing that I will tell you is is that, the, uh, at least in this game, the normal process of being able to try and run the football um, without a quote-unquote running quarterback threat made it almost impossible to block nine guys that were in the box. I mean, it's just a mathematics situation. Where you just don't have enough bodies in there. And I found it interesting that Ryan Day basically went to his quarterback and said and, and asked his permission, is it okay if we go ahead with the lead option here where you're going to probably need to keep the football? And, you know, it's something that they can do. They don't want to do it. But ultimately, it was the difference in the ball game with C.J. Stroud taking off and running a couple of times that made the difference in the game. So I, I'm concerned we need to be able to run the ball better. If, if we don't do it against Indiana this week, then I think we have a systemic problem. Uh, but let's just see how it goes against Indiana. And therein lies a problem between Ryan Day in Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer always going to run that quarterback. We don't see it that much. But then again, this is more of an NFL-style offense. 
But the problem is, like Kenny alluded to it, what did Iowa see that they were able to stop the run against Ohio State and we just haven't found the running game back yet, Jeff Logan? Well, you know, it was it's a numbers game, uh, JT, and Iowa committed a bunch of guys to stop the run. And, you know, when it's all over and done with, are you a defensive genius because you stopped Ohio State from running the football game, yet you gave up 54 points in the game? I mean, how idiotic yeah. is that mm-hmm. from a defensive strategy standpoint? Ohio State took advantage of what Iowa was giving them the difference this week was you couldn't throw the football because of the conditions. Right, right. Because when you look at this game, it was very easy, and it was obvious Jim Knowles' defense just pinned their ears back, and they knew that Northwestern wasn't going to throw the ball either. If you can just focus on one aspect of the game, you can shut it down, but the Buckeyes, just for whatever reason, I don't know if they were sleepwalking. I don't know if it was the weather conditions, but they sure didn't look, in my opinion, like the number two team in the country. Well, and again, I think it's pretty hard to get yourself prettied up yep. in a game like that when uh, the the conditions were so bad. And I and and again, I mean, both teams had to play in those conditions. I'm not making excuses for them, uh, but let's see how things go. I don't think this was uh, press the panic button kind of a of a game. I think it was one that was good to get a win and good to get out of dodge without having to make any more excuses. Jeff, when you're a 38 point favorite going in. And you're on the road. And, you know, I was talking to Jimmy Jam down in Columbus today. And it's amazing. And I know you guys are right across the hall from each other when you're at 610 WTVN and he's over there at WNCI. But when I was talking to him, it's so funny how the season really unfolded. Five straight weeks at home. And then all of a sudden, you know, it seemed like, oh, my gosh, when are we ever going to get a break? And now all of a sudden, we haven't been at home from forever. And now you come back this week against Indiana. How does that take its toll on an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid? Well, it's it's interesting. I, I think the reality is is that they went through the first five or six weeks of the season, and that wasn't real either. You know, not having any challenges on the road is just the way the schedule worked out. Uh, but I think this team has matured a lot now with the challenges that they've had on the road. Think of the great win that they had against uh, Penn State with that amazing crowd that they've got over there and still finding ways to be able to win that football game. So a lot of young football players growing up here in this season, the way the schedule has gone. All right, let's talk some injuries, uh, Jeff Logan, as we're getting closer and closer to what I think will be a, a, a tough road game at Maryland, right, as well as then the, the finale uh, against Michigan at home. I'm not worried about I- Indiana. Whether we run, throw, uh, you know, uh, I don't care. They're, they're going to beat Indiana. The next two after that, though, concern me, okay, injury-wise. What's the latest on Trevion Henderson? Why didn't he play this past week, as well as Jackson Smith and Jigba? Will we see him again this year? Well, I'll deal with Trevion first. I think it is simply a maintenance day for him more than anything else. They want to have him strong by the end of the season, and they felt Mayan Williams was going to be the guy that could carry the load on Saturday. And um, I think it's a foot injury. I think it's just a matter of lack of uh, confidence in the push. Um, that he when he plants that foot, uh, being able to go forward. But uh, the Jackson Smith and Jigba thing, I think, is still uh, a big question mark. And the sim- simple fact that they have not made um, kind of the statement that this kid is going to go into bubble wrap and he's going to prepare himself for the NFL leads me to believe that they're still trying to get him ready for that last game of the season. 
Jeff, what do we learn from a game like this and we move forward? I mean, obviously, you want to look at somebody who stood out. It's easy to say Marvin Harrison Jr. A lot of people think he might be the best receiver in the country. And as Kenny well, alluded, think, uh, go ahead. No, no, please, go ahead and finish. Well, I was just mentioning because if everybody's waiting for Jackson Smith and Jigba, my point would be this. If you don't get him back out there, you're going to have to develop a true number two. And whether or not that's going to be Fleming, Ibuka, or maybe even the tight end, we're still waiting to see who that someone might be. Well, I think that I, I think we can say that uh, Ibuka is probably a good, solid number two. And there's not a team in the country that could have withstood the loss of their number one receiver, yet still be the number one team in the country in terms of total offense, uh, the way they're scoring offense, the way things are going this year. So uh, the depth in that quarterback or in that receiver room and the job that Stark County's own Brian Hartline is doing with those kids is absolutely remarkable. Yeah, Brian, uh, I know we got a raise recently, right? Um, but uh, uh, he may need... Yeah, he, I was going to say he may need to get another boost or a nice bonus uh, for the job that he's done, uh, you know, making sure they get through this season and hopefully get every – how scary could it be if they were whole, if Trevion Henderson and Mayan Williams were healthy and ready to play, if Jackson Smith and Jigba does come back uh, and is able to give us, you know, 80% of what he was along with Harrison uh, and in Jigba and now Cade Stover as a, a threat in the tight end room? Well, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty special uh, thought to think about the capacity of this football team and what they can really do. It's almost like a video game that you just keep bringing the heat and you've got uh, – you know, better players to be able to throw in there. The, 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 the biggest improvement, though, guys, and you've heard me talk about this all season, is not the amazing things that are happening on offense, but this Jim Knowles defense compared to last season, something we can be proud of and something that is absolutely remarkable is one of the things that I think will be the difference maker when it comes to playing that team up north. Jeff, do you think you get a little bit more credit now because Notre Dame beat Clemson? And I mean, they really—I well, think it helps. Yeah, I, yeah. You can't you, you can't ignore that. I think that's a, you know, that was it seems like an eon ago that, yes. that we played the the, the Fighting Irish here in, at the beginning of our season. Uh, but those go a long way when you see somebody like that kind of get things going in the right direction. We didn't want to talk about it much when they lost to Marshall, and now we want to beat our chest because we beat them and they beat Clemson. So, you know, I don't know how you measure that. Well, you know why? Because when you start trending in the right direction, you like to be going forward this point in the season. For whatever reason, like Kenny alluded to when you were talking about the Iowa game, it seems as though we've been taking a couple of steps backwards because the running game hasn't been all it's been earlier on in the season. So when you're looking at this Buckeye, what is Ryan Day working on, and can they continue to get better, or are they just stagnant right now? I don't think they're stagnant. I think he's, you know, he's talked all season long about competitive stamina and uh, trying to get better each week, and it's hard when you had a game with the conditions that we had last week okay. to, de- to decide did we get better or not. And I think the one thing that we can recognize is that we did what we had to do to win the football game, didn't turn it over, uh, which would have been a major problem with the way things were going Saturday. Uh, We didn't have a turnover. And, uh, you know, the football team got out of there with a win. So I think that that is a move in the right direction. 
Here's the great thing about that win, okay? It wasn't pretty. There are some question marks and concerns, but if they run the table and get to the Big Ten Championship, nobody will remember that one, right, Jeff? That'll just be another win that uh, put them undefeated into the season. Everybody will forget about that one because you get to play indoors uh, with the, the, the championship game in the Big Ten, correct? That is correct, absolutely. And, you know, the one, uh, the one bad thing with the Big Ten this year is whether it's us or the team up north, God forbid, that gets to play in that Big Ten championship game, the team that you're going to go up against out of the West, whomever that is, is not going to be considered a top-ranked opponent. So we're not going to get much boost uh, having played in the Big Ten championship game. But the goal is to simply get there, get the win, and get into the playoffs and then take care of business. think Buckeye State at number two when the uh, playoff committee comes out with their rankings tomorrow? I do. I, I, you know, I think Georgia goes obviously to number one. Uh, Ohio State, I think, stands in there tall at number two. Michigan will be right behind us, and I would expect TCU and Oregon uh, to be the uh, the uh, fourth and probably fifth teams that are going to be ranked uh, when the playoff committee gets done on Tuesday night. Here's what I'm hoping for, Jeff, and this is just me. You know, looking at this team and saying, all right, maybe they, they need a little extra push, right? Or maybe a, a, something uh, that, to piss them off. I hope that the committee puts Michigan ahead of Ohio State, Ooh. Jeff. I hope Michigan is number two. Ohio State falls to number three because if last year's loss wasn't embarrassing enough at the outhouse uh, in Ann Arbor, uh, dropping a spot behind Michigan and they would come in here as the number two team against Ohio State, I think that would be extra motivation for the for the team. Am I crazy to think that? No, I don't think you're crazy to think that, and I don't know that we're going to need any more motivation than uh, that tape from last year's game but I think you're probably right if that were to occur I don't think it'll happen but if it were to occur that would certainly put a little bit more emphasis on things from Ohio State standpoint that's why I look back to the Notre Dame game Kenny I look at yeah. teams on our on our on our schedule that we beat you know when you beat Penn State on the road they beat them at home they haven't really played anyone their schedule is so weak and yet every week you look at them and say, okay, maybe they are world beaters, but they struggled with Rutgers through the first half. Yeah, they did, but then they outscored them like, uh, you know, the yeah, Buckeyes uh, put up 28 points in a row in whatever game that was. It we was did the Michigan same against the Iowa. Same. We did the same yeah. against Iowa, but they struggled yeah. with Iowa. I don't know that they're the world beaters, but I know this, Jeff. It seems as though they're getting stronger as the season progresses. And, and that, again, is my point. I hope Ohio State continues to get better. Well, and I, again, Ryan Day is working on that. And it's really hard to improve on some of the numbers when you were so extraordinary through the first six or seven weeks of the season. Just being able to maintain that kind of momentum and those, and those kinds of numbers um, you know, maybe you're not going to see as much progress, uh, but if you can maintain that level of competitive stamina that he talks about both offensively and defensively, I think that that'll be good enough. How much did the game at Northwestern hurt C.J. Stroud's Heisman chances, Jeff? That's a great call because, you know, we actually had took a, a post-game call that somebody said that, that his uh, play in the fourth quarter when he took the ball and ran was kind of a quote-unquote Heisman moment in that what he did was what his team required him to do to be able to win the game. Now, okay. I'm going to throw this back at you guys. When Troy Smith won the Heisman Trophy in 2006, there was a weekend 
the same week in the season as this one when Ohio State traveled to Illinois, same conditions, rainy, windy. Troy Smith had very similar numbers, and everybody thought this is a guy that lost the Heisman Trophy that weekend, and it made no difference at all. If you take care of business at the end of the season and you take care of that team up north and you're the, you're the quarterback of this football team, nobody is going to remember what happened at Northwestern. Difference there is the fact that we knew that he could run the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when he came to Ohio State, we'll remember that he was an athlete, not really going to be the quarterback there. But when you look at what C.J. Stroud did, and by the way, he outrushed his passing yards, which is amazing. Does this <laughs> add maybe a new wrinkle that other teams are going to have to you know, put into their scouting report? Well, they're going to have to pay attention to it. It's not going to be a threat um, because – you know, you saw Justin Fields yesterday in the NFL. Uh, that is your true mm-hmm. dual-threat quarterback, and I don't think under any circumstances we need to confuse Justin Fields with uh, <laughs> C.J. Stroud. But the fact that he was willing to do what was necessary to get his team across the, the uh, goal line there at the end of the game, that to me is uh, the kind of leadership that you want out of that position. Jeff, great stuff, great insight as always. That's why we love having you on to break it down. You played there, uh, you 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 live there, you're around it on a regular basis. Uh, your sources are uh, impeccable, so thanks for breaking it down for us, man. Jeff, you ever play in a hurricane like that? I, you know, I I, I played over to Illinois when it was really really tough. It's always windy over there, uh, but I have never done anything quite like that. Um, I w- I'll tell you how bad it was. I wouldn't play golf in that weather. That's how bad it was. <laughs> hey, you might get 100 extra yards on your drive if you get it in that wind, Jeff. Yeah, but I got, you, you, you eventually got to turn and come back the other way. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much. Enjoy the week. We'll talk again next week, all right? Great, great being with you guys. Thanks. All right, there is Jeff Logan. Checking in. Logan Sports, of course, you need your gear, your Ohio State gear, your local high school gear. Go to Logan Sports. And then if you want your Buckeye talk, you get uh, Logan talking about the Buckeyes. It's Jeff Logan joining us uh, every Monday here on the Kenny and JT Show.